The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. We got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight. Coach, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. Hey, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, he got blown up in fireworks. You understand what I'm saying, Coach? I mean, his, his hand is hurt from fireworks, and he might be out for the rest of the season. Rory McIlroy tears, ruptures a tendon in his ankle playing soccer. Now, no, he's not a professional soccer player. He's a professional golfer. And he's out for the rest of the season, for sure. Hey, Coach, what's going on with these guys? Don't they realize that they have a job to do and they should not be taking chances with fireworks and playing football when you're a golfer? Come on. (laughs) Coach, you know, you'd think that a guy's professional, that he would be able to think through these kind of problems. But, uh, you know, and... and, uh, not so much McElroy, but uh, John Pierre is close to the end of his playing days. So for him to miss a year could be terrible for him. Well, you know, uh, you know, Coach um, Jason Pierre Paul. He's 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 not a very very old guy. He's pretty young. You know, he's in, and and as a matter of fact, the Giants had a sixty million dollar contract. On, on the table for him. You know, he's him and Des Bryant are about the same age. Matter of fact, they're about to sign the same contract, same year contract. And uh, the reports are that the Giants have pulled a $60 million contract off the table from this kid because, hey, his, from what we understand, we really don't understand, it's not a lot of reports out, but he's in a hospital in Miami still. Now, if you, if you hurt your hand in a fireworks, um, you're probably not going to be in the hospital for overnight. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, he's he's hurt it undoubtedly pretty bad, Coach. Yeah, and, you, and you, we're talking about this kid, Coach. He's 26 years old. You know, he's in the prime of his career. You know, this is a young man. He came out of college pretty early. He came out of college at around 22 years old. So he's been in the league for four years now, getting ready to sign probably the biggest contract of his career. And he's... Throwing fireworks, or I don't know, put um, maybe he was lighting them on the ground and throwing them. I don't know how he was doing his fireworks, but I guess my point is, Coach, um, you know, millionaires, people that have maybe five or six million in the bank, they don't have those black cat firecrackers like me and you have. You understand what I'm saying? 
You know, I mean, they don't have black cats and skyrockets. You know, they have stuff that go boom in the night. I mean, big fireworks, baby. Man, the same kind they have out at the docks in the ocean, you know, at the, at the, at the, at the, at the boardwalk. That's the kind of fireworks millionaires have, Coach. Coach, they have enough money. They could get professionals to set off their fireworks. Not do it. Don't be a self-doer. They could. But we know that these kind of guys are they're, – they're, 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 they're chance takers, Coach. I mean, you don't play football and not be a chance taker. You know what I mean? It's, these guys have, have an a, a image to uphold. And, to, oh, you hired somebody to do your fireworks? You know, um, it, it, it's crazy. I, I was at a, um, a New Year's Eve party a couple of years ago. And my friend was basically letting his letting his sons, and they couldn't have been no more than um, twelve on down to about nine. They were basically throwing firecrackers at each other, lighting them and throwing them at each other. And I was so afraid for those kids; it 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 it, it, it trembled me. But they weren't my kids, and I really couldn't say much. But um, I can only imagine that this guy had some serious, serious. Uh, some serious firepower out there, Coach. He, did, he didn't just have the, uh, the skyrockets and the black cats. <laughs> no, he, he didn't have that. He had, he had the real deal. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and I feel for this kid because, um, you know, he, he, here's a young man that not only is his hand problem, it could be mangled. We don't know. Um, we really hope and pray that he comes back from this injury. But, the thought that he's going to lose out on an opportunity to make $60 million is, is crazy. And, and this is just how this business is. I mean, this is a cutthroat business. Let's don't get it twisted. You know, if you go out there and get yourself hurt playing, playing basketball in a, in a pickup game, or if you um, ride a motorcycle without a helmet, or if you do fireworks that blow your fingers off and you can't play the game at the level you once did, uh, you're going to possibly lose money in this situation. Well, uh, Coach, you know, it's just uh, a bad, you know, you'd think, you know, going back to the uh, the professional golfer. You know, he's going to be playing, he's playing uh, soccer and he tears his fingers and he's done for the uh, the remainder of the, his golf season how, how much money is he going to lose this year exactly coach you know he he he's um you know and and this is a this is a major injury that he sustained too i mean we're, we're talking about a rupture of a tendon in his ankle you know, you know that 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 is a serious injury and you know, we we can say he's not going to be ready for the um, for the British Open. You know, and uh, a match that he won last year, and he's the defending champion. Um, no, he he's not going to be ready for that. But at the same time, this may be a a, a, a black mark on his career. I mean, this is an injury that that he's he you know it's, this is a lot of talk is put on. On, on your um, on your left ankle in golf when you're right-handed, and um, it's just this is just not a good thing, and you know, and we can't tell. This is a young another young guy that's 26 years old. You can't tell this 26 year old, hey, don't play soccer because you are a professional golfer. Someone should have told him, 
I don't know if they can, but someone should have should have took this young man to the side, maybe his parents or someone, and say, "Hey, you can't play. You you can't you can't play soccer with these rough with these with these rough necks, man. These guys play like they played when they were fifteen years old. You you you're a professional golfer." And also, coach, you think that uh, that you know if if you're a sponsor. And now this guy's not going to be in any matches for a while. Uh, are you going to pull it? Are you going to pull your sponsorship? Well, I don't, you know, and I guess that's 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 a wait and see thing too. Uh, is he going to lose sponsors behind this thing? And when you look at it, they said um, he has a total rupture of the ankle tendon, ATFL ankle tendon. Now, I mean, coach. That's already he's already had surgery because he's in a boot already. If he's if he hasn't had surgery, he will be having surgery. Now, I just really think that this is a um, this is an injury that we're just not going to be talking about for the next couple of days. This is something that we could be talking about for the next couple of years. Yeah, and uh, regardless of like you're saying, when he comes back. How good a golfer is going to be because of this injury? Yeah, and, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Now, you know, will we ever see the the micro uh, microroy that we that we once saw the guy that we saw last year uh, that won four majors and we thought was going to be the future of golf? You know, I really hope that we do, but it's it's a you know, I think it's a risk now. I, I think it's we're not going to be able to see the same guy that we saw um, last year, you know, not that he's played that well this year, you know, but at the same time, he's, he's been competitive. Um, it's, well, it's a wait and see. Well, coach, what did you think about the girls winning the world's cup? <laughs> you know, uh, well, coach, before you know it, um, the match was over. Yeah. You know, I think when, when, when you look up and it's three, nothing, in a, in a sport where um, you One rarely goal. see three goals scored in a whole match. Yeah. You know, I thought yeah. it was over. Yeah. And it, and it was over. Um, it, it was it was literally over in, the fir- in minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's almost impossible to come back from. from, um, from Anybody from, can be defense. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think about the uh, Women's World Cup? Oh, coach! Uh, when I, I was go, late going out into it, and then all of a sudden they said it was four nothing, and it was like seventeen minutes into it, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, thought, I thought they had the score wrong or something. You know, and 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 coach, when you look at a score, a final score of five two, you know, I, wow, that's that's a. I, I don't, I don't, I've never seen a, a soccer match. Where any team scored five goals, and I'm basically talking about um, high school included. Yeah, and coach, one girl had a, a, a hat trick. I didn't realize that had never been done in the World's Cup game. She had three of their five goals. That's crazy. I've never seen anyone have three goals in one match. Yeah, you know, and and I guess this is a, um, you know, I guess this is the question where. Where does this take American soccer, American women's soccer? 
you know, because we we barely have not barely, but uh, soccer is not one of our top sports in America. Um, no. You know, it's it's nowhere close to even hockey in America. Um, it don't let's don't forget that it is gaining a lot of momentum. Um, you know, we have a, we have a team here um, in in Florida, the um, Orlando City Lions, um, but it's really hasn't gained a lot of momentum. Whereas in other countries, uh, women's soccer is is a, is a sport. You know, like these ladies that pay, play American soccer, they go to Japan and China and other places and play in leagues uh, around the world. You know, so they can fulfill their dreams as professional soccer players, but it just hasn't caught on here in America, not at all. And and like you said, men's soccer, uh, professional men's soccer in America, I think is like the fifth professional sport in popularity still, though in America. Yes. I mean, like you said, you know, uh, golf gets more TV time. I, I'm not sure that NASCAR doesn't. Well, definitely NASCAR does, and um, and 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 when we look at around, when we look at the world and we talk about soccer, soccer is the number one sport around the world, and it's it's not even close to basketball in uh, in our country, and you know, it's. It's yeah. it's a it's a terrible shame to be honest with you because when you talk to people in other countries, they don't they don't even understand American football, nor do a lot of people even know about American football. Where it's not one person you could probably speak to in the world that could not tell you uh, the rules of soccer and tell you the last time they saw a soccer match. Whereas it's just not <clears throat> it's not something that we find to be intriguing in America. And um, and I just you know I don't I don't I'm not so sure if we ever will even though this it has grown a lot of momentum in the last ten years I just I'm still not so sure if we will ever um, it'll it'll ever find the momentum that it that it has. In the, but in now, other coach, you're one of the, you're one of the few guys I know that lived in a foreign country and played American football and uh, at the same time knew that. Most of the people there could tell you all the names of the professional soccer players, but little or no knowledge was known about American football. So exactly. from that perspective, different, you know. It is. And, you know, and, uh, and I played American football in, in, in Milan, Italy, and it was, it was really almost, it was a club sport playing in that league that I played in compared to, we were professionals, but we were a club sport, almost like lacrosse is in high school in Florida. Hi, hi, uh, lacrosse is not a sanctioned sport in high school, but because people want to play it, they have a lot of clubs and they have levels. Well, that's how American football was in, in Italy. However, they had soccer leagues that were um, under 20. Um, then they had professional leagues and levels. So you know, it, it's a, it's a, it was unbelievable that uh, American football was just a a, a a cornerstone. I mean, not even just a, a figurative a figure of a, a of a sport, a small figure of a sport uh, at that time. And then you know the um, but w- the World League ended up coming to um, to Europe, and I think the popularity of television and football uh, has made a, made 
Europeans and the world a lot more aware of the sport. But it still just hasn't caught on because a lot of people don't understand the rules. And, you know, we still have a lot of people in America don't understand American football. So I can understand why, why a lot of people around the world continue to have problems understanding our game. But, Coach, um, you know, I, had, I read an interesting story. We got to go. We're taking a break in a couple of minutes. But before we take this break, I read an interesting story about Brittany Griner. She was talking about um, her situation with her with her um, ex-fiance, um, the Johnson lady, uh, former NBA, current NBA player who's pregnant and not playing this year. But, um, you know, she was saying that um, she got picked on a lot uh, while, while she was growing up. And she also talked about things about her, her big feet, size 17 shoe, and uh, how that affected her. And she talked about uh, being flat-chested, how, how, how that really... Um, uh, other girls picked on her about that, and uh, and not until she um, got to high school in eleventh grade, says she dunked till she actually became a a popular person um, at her high school, and it was because of a YouTube video. And you know, and I thought about this, and I'm like, wow. You mean you're talking about somebody that was um, six five in high school was being picked on? You know, and it it just took me for a loop to think that here this girl now is a superstar. And um, she talks about how she was really uncomfortable with her, with herself and with everything. Well, Coach Gregorius is how good an athlete. Yeah. You know, there's times in your life when you're you're, uh, thought less of because you might be an odd person in comparison to the, the norm. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and I guess this whole issue is about her uh, posing nude for, uh, for ESPN. And um, so I think this is, uh, this is, this is her coming out and, and not, not that she hasn't already uh, come out, but um, you know, and then she talked about that too, how she came out to her parents, let them know that she was gay and, uh, how that has been a big part, a part of her life for uh, a long, th- a long time since high school. She's come out in high school, so it's kind of interesting. To, and, and I guess if you have a have a, an opportunity to check it out, it's called the Body Issue, and uh, they talk about, and it's about Brittany Griner. And um, I think it's quite interesting to see all the things that, uh, that she's had to go through uh, as a young woman. Um, as a, you know, some people, and, and she had say she's been called this many times, a freak of nature. She says she's gone in the bathrooms, women's bathrooms. She says she was in China once and went in a woman's bathroom, and the woman pushed her out, made her leave the bathroom, and say she just went in the men's bathroom, <laughs> closed the stall, used the bathroom. And she said that has also happened in America to her, too. You know, I think that, you know, wow. You know, wow. But, um, and 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 no disrespect to anyone, but the way our society is going now, you know what 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 kind of bathrooms are we gonna have? You know, you go to a lot of restaurants, and um, you know, we just they just have restroom. It's no, it ha- they have men and women up there. You know, you go in there, you close the door, you do whatever you want to do. So, are we gonna eventually find this in in many places? Just restroom. It's no men's and women. It's just restroom. 
Oh, it could, have, it could be that that be the case, coach. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, coach, you didn't want to go to a public restroom when I lived in in the, in Italy in the nineties. I mean, that's just one place. You, it was just a hole in the ground. You know, you did whatever you want to do. Hole in the ground, and it was a string somewhere that you pulled. You oh, you had to look for that string sometime too. Hey guys, this is Sports Info. You, I'm on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back with more sports information right after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got Chris on the line call from Jacksonville. You know, Chris, um, you know, I know you're... You you live in Jacksonville. You went to college at uh, University of South Florida. But have you seen the video of this kid from um, FSU, Andre Johnson, DeAndre Johnson? Yes, 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 yes. So, now, you know, I, I I really just saw the video. I didn't I didn't read the story, and um, it, it's it's really disturbing. I mean, to see someone, um. He hit that girl with a closed fist. You know, I looked at it twice. The first time I actually thought he, he hit her with an open hand. But here's a, a, a football player that actually strikes this woman with a, with a closed fist. And you know it left marks because she was bleeding. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? She she was literally, she was bleeding. And if it was my daughter, I'd want it behind in jail right now. I mean, right now. And Coach, and, and coach when you follow up and find out all the other stuff, where he broke in line to get a drink and then grabbed her when she came up to confront him. And, you know, the lead up is even worse. Yeah. It, it, what's just, the guy thinking of? I, I'm not so sure. What is he thinking about, Aunt Chris? Oh, um, that's one of those things where he, he might have just been having a bad day. I mean, there's no way to justify it because if it was my daughter, I would want him in jail as well. But it's one of those things where. I guess he thought he was bigger than life based on um, coming out as highly recruited as he was and things like that, and he was invincible. And um, But that's what happens when you let things go, like with the Jameis. I understand he was cleared of everything, but when things like that slide and you're in the same program and that's the person who recruited you, you think that you can get away with some of the similar things that he got away with just because of your name or the school you go to and things like that. So that's why you have to kind of put a – Stop to it early um, in the process when you're dealing with big programs like that. Wow, and I, I would agree with you. And, um, and this is not the first time he's done something and got away with it either. I can That's guarantee true. you that. No, that is true. Yeah, yeah. and, no, and uh, he went to Jackson. He went to a Jacksonville school. He went to high school in Jacksonville, and there was rumors that he had some character issues then. Wow. I, I can believe it. Yeah. And and this is a kid that came to high came out of high school early. You know, he, he mm-hmm. was, he's been in he's been in Tallahassee um uh since January. So uh, he's he's familiar with the campus and you're probably right, because he um uh because he has a lot of status on campus already, uh maybe he thought he could get away with this. And um and, and you know what, Chris? If there were not surveillance cameras in the in this nightclub or in this building that he was that he's in, he probably would have got away with it. He probably would have, and that's the sad part about it. Yeah, that is the sad part about yeah. it. And I, and the reality of this whole situation is, hey, Big Brother is always watching, so you better be on your best behavior all the time. You know, what I mean, exactly. maybe maybe you can get away with it in your backyard, but you if you out anywhere in public nowadays, people have video cameras outside their front door door so they're looking in your front door you know exactly. come on yeah exactly. so you have to you, you just really not that you have to be careful don't do stupid stuff from the onset you don't have to worry about um being careful or or not not going to jail because this could this kid could be facing jail that is true and he yeah. probably will he probably will get some time or probation but he's going to get something in the um, court system, they got, they have to give him something based on the video. They have they have no choice. Yeah, and and the only thing that may help him is that um looked like he put his hands on the girl first, and looked like she took a swing at him. Now, mm-hmm. if, once he put his hands on her, that's assault. I mean, you you don't put your hands on on anybody, you know, uh, unless they're your children. You know, and then you can maybe restrain them, but you can't restrain people. So. He he's going to be found guilty of something, and it's just a matter of time. And um and and because Florida State has already has a cloud over its over its campus, um something has to be something has to be done about this. And because this video has come out, and this happened, um this happened a while back. It, you know because I think he got suspended maybe two weeks ago because yeah. of the video. 
He's going right. to be released from campus. He's they're going to kick him off the team. They are, and that's the yeah. sad part. Because then a lot of schools aren't going to want him, and um, and the whole thing is to get him an education, and so he can do better. But he's probably stuck on the whole football aspect, thinking he can. He's still going to make it to the NFL. So hopefully they don't damage him too bad, but and then still allow him to get some kind of education out of this. Well, I'll tell you right now, and um, he'll be in college somewhere. And I can almost guarantee you that Bethune-Cookman College, um, Bethune-Cookman University will welcome him, welcome him <laughs> to their team. And, um, and he'll be playing probably um, this season because you can transfer lower and play right away. You That's understand true. what I'm saying? So yeah. he'll probably be playing in Daytona yeah. Beach. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised Don't you be if you see Hey, Coach, I'm going to tell you, that in Daytona Beach, they take a lot of those guys that get kicked out of the program and be happy to have them. Oh. So don't oh, be surprised sure. if he's starting that quarterback for them this season. And and nothing against um, Bethune-Cookman University because they were recruiting him at one point two years ago. And when they realized they couldn't get him, hey, it was over. But sometimes those good fortunes fall right in your lap. That's true. Yep, so that is true. it's going to be a good fortune for someone. And I really hope that this young man can get himself together. And if he needs counseling or therapy, he gets it. And uh, he can move on and put this behind him and have a bright future ahead of him. I really hope that he could do that. Coach, now, Chris, didn't you play with the guy we talked about at the very beginning, Daryl? At uh, South Jason Florida? Pierre, yeah. And he was- yeah. Chris, you played with Chris, Jason Pierre-Paul. Which one, Pierre-Paul? Yeah. Yes, I played with him. Uh, he played with us for one season before he uh, turned pro. But, yeah, he um, he was a very, very unique guy. Talented yeah. and an athlete, but a very, very unique guy. He really was. He's a kid that was like 260 pounds that could do a backflip. Yes, multiple yeah. backflips, yes. Multiple black backflips. And, yeah. Chris, did you hear what, what's going on with him? As far as the fireworks, yeah, uh, he was he was putting on a show for his uh, hometown, and um, he had people lighting fireworks, but he was lighting all the big ones, and it was just a malfunction um, with the fireworks, and, and it caught his hand. But they did say uh, when they first saw it, they thought that he was going to have to have two of his fingers taken off. But they said um, after he went to multiple doctors and specialists, saying that he'll just have to have um. Um, that, that everything should be fine. It's just a lot of that first top layer of skin is gone. So um, it's just a matter of how can, how much pain can he tolerate for a while to the heal. Yeah. And, you know, um, from what we read, the um, the Giants have pulled a $60 million contract off the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't blame them. And I, I don't, don't blame, blame them. Yeah. Yep, I don't, I don't blame them. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, and, and I was talking to Gordon about this earlier, that Jason Pierre-Paul, he's a millionaire. They don't yeah. have um, black cats and skyrockets. You know what I mean? They have exactly. big fireworks. You <laughs> yeah. feel me? The kind that will blow your hand off if you, get, if you put it down there while they, while they lighten them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, this, this, you're right. He probably had someone lighting the, lighting the fireworks, but some of the bigger stuff he wanted to see get up close and personal. Exactly. Yeah, so hey, you know, I, I really wish him well, but 
I'm really sorry that um, he's he's you know made a mistake like this because this is really a mistake. You know, you, he he shouldn't ride a motorcycle without a helmet. You shouldn't like giant fireworks. That is true, especially when you're negotiating a multi-year, multi-million-dollar contract. I'm pretty yeah. sure you leave that to the professional. Sit back right. and let somebody else do it. Him and Dad's brain are in the same situation. They're waiting to sign a big contract or waiting to, or waiting to possibly get the franchise tag, you know? And mm-hmm. um, this, this young man has really, really lost it. Yep. Hey, Chris, we appreciate you calling. Thanks for calling Sports Info You. I'm sure we look forward to you calling us back. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Right, y'all have a good night. Thank hey, you, you too. Yeah. Hey, um, Coach, we got Donald on the line. Donald, what's going on? Hey, Dale, all right. How you doing today? Hey, doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, um, what's going? What's on your mind, Donald? It's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. You know, Venus and Serena played today for the eighth time, and Venus didn't look like she had enough for Serena. Hey, um, we still waiting on LeBron James to sign this big contract. It's always going to be a battle. It's always going to be a battle. Yeah. Yeah, you know how it is with siblings. Not even even in the local area here. You have siblings going at one another, no matter the age. It's still gonna be a good round. Right. It's always gonna be a, a good battle, and I think we we really should have um we really should have cherished this one because you're not not you're not sure how many more times we're gonna see them uh, make it this far. Yeah. But um, absolutely. No, I know you're a golf fan, and you know. Uh, one of the best golfers in the world, Rory McIlroy, has uh, ruptured a tendon in his ankle, in his left ankle. He's a right hand that's putting a lot of pressure on that left ankle, and um, he's definitely out for the for um, the British Open possibly. And he has he was scheduled to play a match I think this weekend. He's not going to be able to play. What do you think about this? You know, this young man tearing his ankle up playing soccer. Yeah, I, I tell you what, Derek, it's always a, a, a big concern when you have professional athletes playing other sports that they're not professional in, always subject to energy because they don't know the correct exercises to prepare themselves for that sporting event. You're right. You're right. And and, and here's here's a young man that we thought was possibly going to be the, the next Tiger Woods in, our, in this sport. And... Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna ever see him uh, play at the level that um, that he once did. Yeah, indeed, it is a great misfortune. But I tell you what, golf is in great hands. I, I, I go back to the, last, the past two weekends at the U.S. Open, where you have a professional golfer miss a three-foot putt that cost him the championship. And just this past Sunday, I guess yesterday, where a guy has a put to win the championship, and he leaves it short. I, I tell you, momentum switched, and then there was a uh, playoff, and of course, the momentum had switched, and he lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um and here, Tiger Woods. I think he's he's really faded so far now. Have we seen the last of Tiger Woods um winning a major major tournament, or is he gonna someday come back and? win a major or be competitive in a major? Personally, I think Tiger still has a chance. Tiger, in, in golfing numbers, is still young at 39. However, there's just a lot of young guns out there, and I think Tiger is his worst enemy. He gets good advice, you know, from his coaches and all, but I think 
he believes he can do it just based on his physical ability as he did before. But now he's going to have to rely more on course management and, once again, stop changing the swing every day on week. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I never understood why he changed his swing the first time. And here, here this guy, he's changed his swing at least four times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as being a hacker myself, Dale, I guess I can, I can look at a little bit and say maybe injuries, you know, he doesn't have the same swing speed and torque on the, the hips and the knees, and he just had to change something to try to alleviate some of that pain. But I don't know. I thought it was hitting it great. Even when he was hurting, I, I did. I did too, Donald, and uh, and, and it always um, confused me uh, that he was constantly working on uh, on ways to change his swing. You know, um, yeah. you know, uh, Donald. It's a, it's a lot of things going on in this NFL, and some people say that uh, the Jacks, the Jaguars, could be um, possibly a better team this year than they were in the, in the last couple of years. How are things going on over there in Jacksonville as far as those Jaguars are concerned? I, I tell you, that's always our hope here in the local Jacksonville, Duval County area here. But um, they have a lot of young talent. Obviously, the great quarterback they have in Borders. They, they took out of uh, one of the Florida schools here. And they got a lot of veteran receivers in, which is where they've been hurting it mostly. Uh, I think defensively, they're going to be okay. I know they had the, the first-round draft pick out of Florida, I think, that tore his ACL early on. But, um... I think it may be another year or so before they actually make a, a full rebound and become a playoff uh, team. So we actually do see them possibly um, doing something in the next two years. Maybe not this year, but next year you see the Jaguars coming up with something. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, David, it's a pleasure chatting with you, man. You know, I, I can recall the days back in the good old Haitian Palaka High School days there, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 hey, Hey, good to see you doing well, man. It's always a pleasure to chat with you every time. Hey, Donald, don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime on the Sports Info UM radio show. Our pleasure, brother. Uh, all right. Keep it real. Hey, always. Thanks again. Hey, Coach, that was Donald calling in from Jacksonville. You know, I've, I've known Donald for a while. We go back some years. He told me he was going to be calling the show. Yeah. Happy he did call the show. Yeah, got Ronald on the phone. Hey, coach, we got Roland on the phone, and Roland is yeah. here to give us a NASCAR update. And um, and man, this the race last night didn't went all the way into Monday morning. Hey, Roland, what's going on? Raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> At least that's what. Uh, Big Bill Francis singing up there. They keep messing with the dates of these races, and sometimes I feel like Big Bill is maybe putting a curse on the folks. <laughs> hey, I'm not sure who's putting it on them, but they keep messing with the dates of these races, and, you know, this is just a rainy season in Florida. Yeah, it's had a lot of controversy, Daryl, over... By the way, good talking with you guys. I, I missed you, so good talking with you again. Uh, a lot of controversy over this. Uh, now the CBS, CBS, oh, excuse NBC. me, the NBC part of the schedule uh, kicks in, and they knew that uh, Saturday nights are not too good for ratings, and so they decided not to have July 4th race on July 4th, you know, Saturday night, and 
Uh, well, it bit him in the butt again. This is the second year in a row that they've had all the rain starting to race at midnight. I worry about the ratings-driven and the advertising-driven part of this. Those advertisers have paid the big bucks to be on during the race. They sure didn't get their money's worth because they were just making up stuff to say there for several hours. Wow. Hey, Roland, you got to hold on through this break. We got a quick commercial yeah. break, and we're going to be right back with Roland giving us the NASCAR Daytona Beach, Daytona 400, the Daytona International Speedway. We'll be right back with more Sports Info UM after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got Roland on the line giving us a NASCAR update from Daytona Beach, Roland, what's going on, man? Long time no hear from, but I'm glad you're back. It is. It's a. Uh, it was a great weekend racing overall. We had the Xfinity race uh, that we saw an RCR car once again in victory lane. As a matter of fact, it was a number three Chevrolet, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, pretty crazy that the night after that, he still was the star of the show again with that uh, wreck that, that he went through. We're talking about, of course, Austin Dillon. That was probably the most horrendous live-on-TV race 
that has ever been witnessed by anybody with that car getting airborne, coming down, tearing out parts of the the, uh, the fence, and then, of course, uh, getting hit by Brad Keselowski, who obviously doesn't have a very good spotter to tell him to slow down. The race is over, and there's been a big wreck. And uh, <laughs> he lost it, came through there, and clipped off some again. And that, that was probably the worst part of the wreck was being hit there in the very end by the number two Brad Keselowski car. But uh, what a race for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ended up being on the pole with a dangerous, I'm calling it a dangerous, speed of 202 miles an hour in practice. It's just practice. What if they would have put the car into true uh, qualifying race trim? How fast could they have gone? Wow. You're right. How fast? uh, And Roland, I guess that's a question I want to know from you. Could they have gone to 220, 227? How fast could they have gone? Well, they are restricted to a point. It's possible that in qualifying trim, it could have, they could have gone faster. But we saw last night in, in race trim in the draft, they were only getting up into that, that 200 mile an hour range. They were just reaching 200 on the end of the backstretch on there. And, uh, again, these cars are made to, uh, to slice through the air straight forward. But they don't work when they get sideways, and they certainly don't work whenever they get backwards. And we saw that last night. In the very end there, there was kind of a freight train wreck that literally lifted the number three RCR Austin Dillon car up in the air. And once it got in the air, it it went over top of some cars, went into the catch fence, and uh, then rebounded back onto the track on its roof with its, as we talked during the break there, with its full motor exposed, so there all the RCR secrets are out to be seen by everybody. <laughs> and uh, you know, the car itself had had uh, had some fire with it because you got brake lines and oil lines and fuel lines that are being broken, and that's what ignited. But they pretty quickly went out. But kudos to NASCAR. I can't believe how that he that young man just walked away. I could not believe how he walked away. And I guess I, I have to applaud NASCAR, too, because that catch fence really did its job. I mean, when you look at that car, that probably was the most vicious car I've ever seen go into the fences. And, and, it, and it really sustained all of that energy and not allow it to go into the fence and really, really seriously injure somebody. You know, we've had, we had some people... Um, Hurt, but no one, from what I understand, was seriously injured. There were 15 people that were involved at the track in some sort of debris hitting them. Uh, the There was only one sent to Halifax Hospital. They were released at 5 a.m. with some injuries, which, uh, of course, uh, weren't any injuries serious as far as I'm concerned, but... Uh, they got to go home at 5 o'clock in the morning, which is only a couple hours after the race, by the way. Right. And uh, then you had five treated at the track, and the rest of them uh, didn't want to have any kind of surgery, or not surgery, but uh, medical attention. Uh, the catch fence definitely did its job. Here's a 3,500-pound object flying through the air. It wiped out two of the poles, all the cables and everything, though, held it in place and put it back into the track. And that's a piece of engineering right there. Oh, but yeah. Luckily, the new design of the uh, Daytona Rising project has moved 
the grandstand slightly back away from the fence, and they also designed it so that people going into the grandstands have to walk down towards the track, and they no longer can walk in front in that alleyway out front because in the past, that's where people have been injured is down there, yeah. not necessarily in the stands. I still wish they'd put the stands further back anyway because you can't see anything when you're down low. All you see is the top of the, the roof go by. You cannot see the car. And and these cars are traveling at such a high rate of speed that you really can't see anything except a blur when you're that low to the ground. And I've told people this on many occasions. This is the only sport that the higher you go up, the more expensive your ticket gets. Because you <laughs> can actually true. see the entire race the higher you are up. The lower you are, you really can't see anything, and, and those cheap seats are really not worth it. And I'm, I'm surprised that NASCAR hasn't done anything about this because they should really, you shouldn't even, there should not even be any seats until you get to about row 30 because you can't see anything. I've said that many, many times. At least they work towards that. It's about 15 rows difference right now compared to where it used to be, and that's a good thing. In reference to that, uh, that wreck, it just to look at uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s face in Victory Lane. He was more worried about Austin and what was going on, and mentioned it several times in his victory speech. Which an Earnhardt winning at Daytona is always a special moment, but that was certainly something that was very heavy on his mind. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, same thing, was talking about uh, you know that wreck and how it was, and it kind of took away from from Junior's achievement in that. You know, winning the pole leading the most laps, and, uh, you know, winning the race was just a phenomenal thing. He's very, very special during these 400s. And, uh, by the way, seven out of the top ten cars were Chevrolets, and four out of the top were uh, Hendrick Motorsports cars. But too many people, too many people were just parked in the garage from wrecks. The drivers do not like restrictor plate racing you're starting to hear it from them now so is there a solution to it daryl well um you take the restrictor plates off but right now uh rolling we're driving at 200 plus miles per hour with the restrictor plates on if we take the restrictor plates off what are we going to have out there people driving at 250 miles an hour and I think that's just, I think that's that. a bit too much. And you, and you can't have, the if you make the, the motor smaller or anything else, it ends up that their foot's still in, you know, dangling through the radiator, trying to go wide open. My idea always has been and will remain the same thing that they do with the Camping World trucks that do not have a restrictor plate but have a reduced uh, air intake cowling. What you do is you block the front of the car, how is that done? By having special templates for your, your restrictor plate tracks, and you open up the grill on the front end. That slows the car down, no doubt. And you take the windshield, and you make it more uh, uh, vertical instead of so swept back. If you do that, then you're pushing a lot of wind, and then handling comes into being, and maybe at the end of the straightaways and you know going into the turns, they might have to lift a little bit to to get the car to handle right. In other words, it's a throwback to the older cars of the older days when they used to have to drive them a little bit more. But you're always going to have a track that's going to have draft characteristics to it. 
and it's going to be, um, you know, a, a big challenge, that's for sure. But we're now not even seeing the big one. We're seeing the big ones. Right. You know, every every race at Daytona, it happens two or three times. And that's to me, is not racing. Well, you know, Roland, with, with the cars being so safe now, uh, it's almost at the point now where it doesn't matter how fast they go because these cars are, are really, really safe. And when we saw this kid, Dylan, walk out of that car this morning um, from that wreck, I think that tells us how safe NASCAR has made the cars. And if they can make the cars that safe, I don't see why they should, should not be able to, to give us a little bit more speed. And, I'm, and what I guess I'm saying is that I think if we ran a little faster, I think the guys would possibly have a little more separation. And Because I think once we start doing things to slow the car down, I think these guys start doing things to speed the car up. And it's all, we already know that NASCAR, they, they're, they're saying, if what, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying? So they're always trying to get an edge with speed. And I don't think we can slow them down. I think we have to, in a sense, find ways to, to make these cars a little bit more, a little more separation. This is one of the few times I'll disagree with you because of the tightness of the technical inspections uh, at every level of practice, of qualifying, of the race, before and after. They're, they are... These cars are so much of a cookie-cutter variety that they're really, really tight on, on specs down to the thousandths of an inch. And so they're, they're very much regulated, and there's not much of a way to make them go faster. If you were to make them slower by having the windshield and the front end open, as a for instance, uh, letting them be a little bit higher up off the ground so that they, they don't suck right down on the ground and, and maybe don't handle as much where you've got to drive the car in the corner. Maybe that might be a solution. I don't know. But you know what? There was a lot of good racing uh, last night. There was a lot, of, um, a lot of things that happened that are significant. One thing, a lot of Kyle Busch, who had wrecked at Daytona in the first race, came back looking for a good finish. And the only way for him to get into the chase, they said, was to have a win. But now they said that you've got to be in the top 30 in points. And because of him hitting the wall last night. He finished 37th, so he's not helping himself. He's only got 10 more races to try to make the chase, and that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Second place, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin in that Toyota was the only person that gave Dale Earnhardt any kind of uh, a go last night, and Denny Hamlin, of course, is the one that got sideways, and uh, when Kevin Harvick, who finished fourth, got into the back end of him, Kurt Busch with another fine finish in uh, fifth place. Jeff Gordon, his final Daytona race. And I'm just having a hard time not thinking about uh, Jeff Gordon being in the races in the future. I'm just having a hard time with it. And I think he's having a hard time with it. No wins this season. He's, he's uh, only in the chase because of points right now. Austin Dillon, that number three car, believe it or not, upside down on half a car, finished seventh. Wow. You know, and, and Jeff Gordon is still number 10 in the points, though, uh, Roland. Who's that? Jeff Gordon. He's still yes. sitting up there in the points at number 10. You know, and, and Matt that's Kenseth has always been points. my favorite race. That's racing. not on he wins. That's on points. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yep. special. That, that is. Anyway, um, it, it's, it's an interesting season to see how some of these guys, once they get their win, what they're 
mentality is towards racing, uh, you know, when, when they can just go for the win as opposed to worry about anything else. It's really kind of changed the characteristic of, of the racing, but I think it's pretty good. All in yeah. all, though, it's a good racing season with a lot of surprises to come yet. Yeah, hey, Roland, I know we got to go, and, um, but before I let you go, I got one question for you. You know, um, Tony Stewart used to be one of the top drivers in NASCAR. I mean, he was in the same conversation with, with Dale Earnhardt and Jimmy Johnson, and now we look at him, and he's barely hanging in there at number 25 in the point standing, and since he, um, since he killed that guy in an accident in a, in, a, in a dirt track race, he just hasn't seemed to be the same kind of guy. Are we ever going to see this Tony Stewart, and has it really affected him that bad? Uh, what has affected him is team ownership. Team ownership, of course, he has Kurt Busch that had, you know, a driver that had his problems and, and came back. Mm-hmm. What is he going to do with Dana, Danka Patrick? You know, they're looking at a, uh, a renewal. She makes a lot of money for the team, but, but doesn't run up front. And, uh, and um, you know, as a team owner, that's very distracting. I heard earlier you talking about Tiger Woods. Neither one of them are done yet. They are both consummate pros. It's just that we have a very high expectation with them. Uh, Tony Stewart also misses the regular weekend races. He was a weekend racer. He liked yeah. to go every place and do it. And, of course, he's had that curtailed a little bit. But don't give up on Tony Stewart. You cannot be up unless you're down at some point. Otherwise, not relative. And the office is true, too. <laughs> I, I agree with you totally, uh, Roland. Hey, guys, you've been listening to Roland Via giving us a NASCAR report from Daytona Beach, Florida. Roland, thank you. And we'll be looking forward to the next NASCAR update, Roland. You got it. Just let me know. I will. Hey, guys, you've been listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. Hey, Coach, you'll be back with us next week, I'm sure. I'll be back here next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.